Are you looking for a speaker for your next event? Evangelist Walesa Norris is who your soul needs to be inspired. Book an appointment at fastfeathers.weebly.com. And when you feel good, you look good. That's why Walesa has outfits for every occasion. Wigs for any situation. And furniture that gives your home a new, new, new elevation. Whether you almost lost your mind from toxicity or emotional abuse, or just looking for guidance to help you take that next step, Walesa has created the perfect course to help you get a better understanding and to heal from emotional abuse. It's all available for purchase at keepmedifferent.com. Why would you want to shop at any other brand but one that has it all for growth, faith, style, and home decor? Lord, keep me different. Welcome to My Two Cents with Evangelist Walesa Norris. This is your fabulous host, Walesa Norris, better known as Fash Feathers. I want to thank you guys for joining me for another emotional healing podcast. This week's topic will be on the pains of unforgiveness. We all have been damaged in some area of our life experience, some type of, type of trauma, some type of hurt from others, what we love, we trusted, or even people we really didn't even know like that. And it has wounded us. But the difference is we cannot continue to go on through life and not live life with pain and unforgiveness in our heart. And the reason why we have to forgive, the reason why God always asks us to forgive an offense, to pray about it, is because reliving an offense, keeping unforgiveness in your heart right, only damages you and never damages the person who did it right. They are going on about their life, doing whatever they have to do or victimizing someone else, but they are not thinking about you once you are gone. And I totally understand the damage that some people do to your emotional help, either your spiritual help or your physical help, right? This is why you have to forgive. And this is why you have to go to God in prayer for him to lead you to the right person, right? Sometimes God lead us to therapy when we have, um, sustained emotional wounds or physical wounds. Sometimes God, heal us supernaturally, right? Well, we it, we just don't feel the pain, right? Like, oh, okay, somebody did that to me, but everybody is not like that. Sometimes God might send you to a life coach. So you want to go to a trusted mentor or person that you can talk about your pain to and let it out because the Bible tells us to confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. So if you are praying, if you are going to a trusted mentor, if you are going to a righteous person that shows 
show with their actions, right, that they are understanding, they are loving, and they know that people have been through what? Trauma, pain, and need some type of healing. And they are praying for you and trying to mentor you to do the right things, to release the offense, to go on in life so you can grow mentally and be understanding of why you had to suffer what you had to suffer. It totally probably wasn't your fault, especially when we are young, right? But healing is totally your fault. It's up to you, your choice to heal from those emotional wounds by being understanding, by knowing that you that people that hurt you also have went through wounds. They are unhealed people too. This is how toxicity and narcissistic get passed around. And healing is not easy, right? But it is possible and you can work on it. And sometimes the healing process, the bringing up of the past memories, the talking about it, right, hurts even more from when you started healing, right? You had buried it in so harsh in your heart, but now you're acting it out, right, in anger and addictions and just different things and you don't know why sometimes you act like that because you have unhealed wounds so i will be speaking on this show of the pains of unforgiveness i will also be telling some of my testimonies of what i went through when i was younger right and what i had to forgive this will be a two-part show next week i will be speaking on the pains of the presence because I have already forgiven the pains of the past, right? I have already come to an understanding from how I grew up, what happened to me, how I had to forgive. And now I'm working on currently the pains of the presence, being shocked by other people actions as adults, right? People I trusted, people I love, people I never thought would do me certain type of ways just because we parted ways. But that don't mean that everybody is on the same page or on the same journey. And I'm still working through my well, unforgiveness so I can heal properly. And this is why this show, I'm doing this show, right? Because I want to help others heal. I feel like Everybody needs the light of day, right? To realize that being cruel, being harsh, being evil, being spiteful toward people don't bring you good luck. It tear people apart and don't bring people together. And you can lose the number one person that was on your team for your spiteful, jealous, unhealed ways. So stay tuned. After this commercial break, I will go into the pains of the past, unforgiveness, right? How it holds us back. We can all put away this demonic spirit that has dominated our nation by bringing back morals, values, consideration, respect, and the greatest of these, love in our daily lives for ourselves and others. Thanks for tuning in to My Two Cents with Evangelist Walesa Norris. Remember, you are an overcomer. Welcome back to My Two Cents with Evangelist Walesa Norris. As I speak on the pains of the past, right, unforgiveness. Most of our pains, most of, most of our emotional wounds, most of the things that shape us until adults are what happened to us in our past, right, as children. You know, we learn from our parents or whoever is around us, how to respond, how to react, what not to say, what not to do. All of that has an effect on us, right? And so as 
we grow, we start acting these things out. Now, it takes somebody to be different to say and see wrong in a family, see wrong in a community and say, you know what, I just don't want to be that type of person. I know I always felt like the black sheep of my family, um, especially in my teenage years of growing up. I just knew that I was different. I didn't like being different because I wanted to fit in, right? But I just somehow didn't fit in. Even when I acted like other people, people could tell or see my heart, right, shining through because everything hurted my feelings, right? I always was a crybaby, but I would try to put on the tough exterior because everyone around me had, what, this super tough, mean exterior. But I truly, really wasn't like that, right? And I didn't understand why I was so kind and loving and just wanted friends and wanted my family to love me and different things like that but no one else was like that right things that hurt my feelings didn't hurt they feelings and I just didn't like being different so when I was younger I lived with my mom right my mom had me as a teenager and I don't know what went on with my mom and her mom but somehow my mom moved with other family in another city and state when she had me and things happened to me right you know um, my mom ended up getting out there on drugs and partying with different friends and family. And she would leave me in different friends and family houses. And I would be molested. I never understood that as a kid. So my mom's mom, when she called on to what was going on with me, right, she sent for me to come live with her. And so, but I lived with my mom up till I was nine years old. I always loved my mom. My mom was always fun. We would always make up dances together. We, She would tickle me. Like I can go to the store and get everything I want. So I come from like this background of being a favorite child, but what a abused child when my mom wasn't around to going into my mom's mother's house. Now my mom's mother was a very strict lady. I love my grandmother and I'm not trying to dog nobody out, right? But she was very strict. And my sibling, my brother, he never lived with my mom, right? My grandmother came and got him when he was like two or three days old because in our family line, right? The boys was just awesome right they could do no wrong and my family loved the boys the girls was just made to be like what the help made the help take care of the siblings the you know help around the house and things like that so at that point I felt like you know my needs wasn't being met I felt like it was a power struggle of trying to please different adults in our family because my brother was always favored or the boys in our family was always favored so I went from one physical abusive situation but a loving situation with my mother who was lean and fun and you know just like a friend of mine to my grandmother who was very strict very you know nonchalant just didn't play no games to just like this house the kind of like a housekeeper uh of the family and of my siblings but I quickly learned that my mom was just not the favorite in our family right so anytime my mom was brought up her name was spoken on negatively I remember growing up and my grandmother would ask me and my brother do you love your mother and my brother would say no right because he had no time with my mom and I spent like nine years with my mom but I would say yeah I love my mom right because all I remember was the party person, the fun person, the one that always tickled me, the one that always took me to the store. And it felt like I would get in trouble for saying, I love my mom. You know, it was cruel words spoken over me. Get your black, ugly, a this and that, you know, and I'm just like, why did that happen? So I learned quickly to like, kind of suppress my feelings for my mom. I felt like my mom was blamed 
for my molestation, even though she was a young girl and out from away from her family. And it just seemed like nobody in my family liked my mom. So every time my mom name would come up, people would talk down on her. And I just really didn't like that because I knew my mom on a one-on-one level since I lived with her for a little while. And then as I grew into a teenager, steady trying to please my caretaker, my older family and stuff, I just realized that I just was not like, right? And then everything was spoken over me, right? Word curses were spoken over me. I was going to be just like my mom, right? I was going to be on drugs. They was going to be raising my kids, just everything negative. And that really played on my emotions, right? Because when you always speak a negative, when you finally say something positive, you don't believe the positive thing after they didn't spoke negatively over you all your life. So in that situation, they gave me a determination to want to prove everybody in my family wrong, right? Like my mom's name was Dirt. Because I love my mom or I look like my mom, I felt like everybody looked down on me. They looked down on my brother as well, certain adults in the family, but not as much as me. So that gave me a determination. And I felt like God gave me that determination to prove people wrong, to fight, to show that I wouldn't be that type of person. So I had to fight to show that I would graduate high school, even though I did mess up in my high school years, right? Because I was going through like not understanding why my moms couldn't get along, why I couldn't talk to my mom, why my mom's name was dirt, why I was always compared to my mom. And so I had a determination to get out of high school. When I had my daughter, I had a determination to raise my daughter because everybody thought that my daughter was going to be raised by family and that didn't happen, right? So people can speak word curses over your life and say different things to you and it affects you. And I remember holding all of that in for so long and it just put me on a path to always trying to prove myself and I end up putting myself in the path of other betrayers, right? With this certain type of mentality, you know, as long as I was doing what they wanted and saying what they wanted, they was happy with me. But when I wanted to express my opinion, when I said I didn't like something, it was a problem, right? And I started running into friendships like that and different family members I was hanging with like that. And I just never understood why until I went to God, right? And I didn't find God, right? God found me. He was sending people to me left and right, especially in my teenage years when I was out in the street. Um, my grandmother had put me out one time because I wasn't acting right. I was ditching school because I had got tired of being like what a caregiver for everybody's kids. And I felt like I had no time on my own. And when I did have time on my own, it was only for a few hours. So I had to take my younger siblings with me all the time. And you know, as a teenage girl, you want to get out. You don't always want to have your younger siblings with you. So I just felt like my me time would be ditching school right and so i started acting uh a little while acting out and, and my grandmother put me out as a teenager so and that that's when i really found out how evil the world was right because i was so innocent and, and just like i said trusting different adults just trying to be happy and i realized that people were mean people really didn't care about me like they thought like i thought they did now that I was out in the streets and had to sleep from house to house and just different things like that. So all of those emotional wounds from me being molested when I was younger by family members, from me moving from one um, authority to another, stricter authority, from me going through being called all out my name and things like that, all of that I had to heal from. And then 
I had to come to an understanding once I found God and then my grandmother started telling me her story of how she was raised. And I just realized this is a generational curse that was going on in my family to be treated so harsh, to be talked about so down. And I didn't judge her. I kind of understood where she was coming from, but because she didn't change at that moment, because now my grandmother, you know, she's awesome. I see the change in her. I see her um, trying to be better toward me and toward other people. Emotional abuse is not as much. But when I was growing up, it totally was lights off, right? Lights off. Everything was bitch this, bitch that. When she would get mad at me and all the family always looked down on me, right? And we was always Chevelle kids. That's my mom nickname, right? So Chevelle kids is the one that's not going to be nothing. Chevelle kids. Why did you get, get Chevelle kids, right? So we was always the Chevelle kids. Now, no one knew that I would be who I will be today. So at all the word curses, all the emotional things that happened to me and things like that, it put me on a path of determination to prove everybody wrong. And I thank God for the strength for giving me that. But I still had unhealed wounds. And when I went to God, he the one to let me know that I had to forgive, right? The Bible said, you know, we have to, when, when Peter asked Jesus, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times. When Jesus replied, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. So I had to forgive. And it was a hard road for me to forgive, right? Because all of that damaged my emotional health. Even though I showed strength on the outside, inside, I was kind of dying inside because I felt like, all I wanted was love, right? I didn't understand that I wasn't taught like, you know, this and that. And I didn't understand why I couldn't love both my mothers and just different things like that and why the family was kind of like pulled apart. But like I said, going to God and just realizing generational curses, going back down my family line and seeing how the women was treated in my family line and how people did them. It made me have what understanding and some type of compassion, but it also made me want to be the one to change that. And so that's why I'm on my healer journey today. But I didn't know I was going to be on this path. I just knew I needed God. I wanted to raise my daughter in God. So I put my daughter in church and different things like that first before I said completely yes to God because I was one foot in and one foot out but I was understanding that things that happened things that were spoken on me was not right and it was a curse and I had to forgive those who said all those different things because God will what show them long as I continue to have my determination and work toward what I needed to work towards so that's like part of my testimony with growing up and I know so many families sweep up the molestation the words that were spoken to them, the things that was done to them, the things that hurt them under the rug. And we acted out what in anger, right? Or we distance ourselves and people never know why you distance yourself, right? It's because you have hurt me so many times over and over again. And like I said, I have forgiven all my family members and I love my grandmother to death. I understood her story was coming up and we really got closer after my brother's murder. If anybody know me, out there on social media, y'all see me always talking about my brother, right? As kids, we were kind of like put against each other because he was like my granny's favorite and the favorite of the family. And I was just not the one. But as teenagers and as adults, we got so close, right? And I think like he started understanding, you know, different things like, oh, okay, I see why you feel this way. And I see why you feel like we. So we started getting really close and he started taking up for me 
toward, you know, toward the end of his life. And, and really when we became adults, just knowing that I really was loved and I did try to help him out. And he understood why I kind of loved my mother when he didn't have a relationship with her period, right from jumpstart, but I knew her for a while. So we have to forgive, you know, you have to, and I, I only tell this testimony because Sometimes the words, the anger, the curses spoken over your life, the wrong treatment is how your parents was raised. That was that happened to them. And instead of them taking and healing from it and dislocating from those type of family members, those type of people, they allowed that spirit to come on them and they started acting it out on what? us or somebody molested somebody in our family, right? And then they molested us. So you have to be understanding. I'm not saying that you have to have a relationship with those people, especially if it was dire hurt and things like that, but you have to forgive and you have to understand that these people that harmed you or wounded you at certain times in your life, they were unhealed. Things happen to them and it may not be your fault, but you can choose to forgive and release them. Even if they apologize or if they don't, long as you know the truth, because when you know the truth, right, nobody can never tell you a lie. Nobody can never tell you that this didn't happen or that didn't happen. You know what happened. And now you have a better understanding, especially when you come into your spiritual awakening, walking with God, knowing that we do fight. Uh, against uh, evil spirits. It's not the person, right? It's the spirit that's on them being used by Satan to attack us in certain ways. And they may not even know it, or they may not mean any harm to them. That's normal because that's all they have seen all their life, right? Nobody never showed them a different way. Nobody never showed them compassion, uh, love. And so once you can understand it like that, um, you can give people the grace to change. You don't have to accept abuse. You don't have to be around abuse, but you can understand that it was passed down and you can be the ones to change, to heal, to do different for your kids and for other people in your community. And that's how I took it. So after this commercial break, I will be speaking on why unforgiveness holds us back so much and why so many people keep unforgiveness because it's really, really, truly is hurting us, those who do not forgive. Stay tuned after this commercial break. can all put away this demonic spirit that has dominated our nation by bringing back morals, values, consideration, respect, and the greatest of these, love in our daily lives for ourselves and others. Thanks for tuning in to My Two Cents with Evangelist Walesa Norris. Remember, you are an overcomer. Welcome back to My Two Cents with Evangelist Wallace Sonoris. I hope you guys are enjoying this show thus far on the pains of the past. 
unforgiveness, how it holds us back, right? When we have unforgiveness in our heart, we keep reliving the pain, right? We are murdering the person, the situation, the community over and over again. It is making us unhealthy spiritually, physically, and emotionally, right? And that also happens when you are healing. But the difference between when you are unforgiving, unrepentant, and very mean and anger and bitter toward other people and what has happened to you, you are going what in a down spiral. You are being stuck and you can't move forward. God can't place good people in your life. God can't uh, bless you to the level he wants to bless you or take you to the next level until you forgive because he don't want you to take that pain out and that hurt out on somebody else. You have to work through your unforgiveness. Now, when you are healing, those memories will pop up, but the anger wouldn't be there, right? The bitterness wouldn't be there. You may have to cry sometimes. You may still wonder, why did I deserve that? But you realize what? I am a survivor. The person who did that to me is unhealed and they were being used to attack me by something that we can't see, right? Something in the spiritual world, right? A evil spirit. Another reason why you want to forgive, because let's not forget the parable of the unmerciful servant that Jesus spoke of in Matthew 21 through 25. So I'm just going to read this to you guys so you can all know. So the parable of the unmerciful unmerciful servant, then Peter came to Jesus, asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times. Jesus answered, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay the master order that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. But when the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and begged to choke the man, began to choke the man. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged of him, be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in and said, you wicked servant. He said, I canceled all the debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Now, right there, this parable is letting us know that Jesus is not playing about forgiveness, right? Because we all have fallen short of the glory of God. And I know forgiveness is hard. People can be really cruel, really mean, 
really vindictive, but you have to forgive not only so you can move forward and not only because God has forgiven you, but when you have unforgiveness in your heart, Jesus is saying in this parable, he is throwing you in hell because we all don't deserve God's mercy, right? We all don't deserve to be forgiven, but the blood of Jesus paid for our sins, right? We all have done something, maybe not as wicked as other people. That's why we shouldn't compare our sins. I know some of us do. Sometimes I even fall in that category. But like I said, the word of God is true, accurate, and correct. It corrects your thinking. It gives you wisdom and it gives you knowledge. You have to forgive in order for you to move forward. I'm not saying you have to reconnect with people who brought the worstest pain in your life, right? I have been shedding tears for months from certain pains that people have brought in my life, but I had to forgive them, right? I still love them, but I love them from a distance. And then some people are just, just not welcome back in my life. Like if they can be that vindictive, I understand, but we have to forgive because we have to realize these people are dealing with what? Unhealed wounds themselves, unhealed pain, things what's happening to them. And instead of them seeking God or seeking better or saying that I don't want to bring this pain on nobody else. They took it as if it happened to me. So I want to do it to the next person. And that's how narcissism and toxicity continues to get passed down. But it takes somebody, a strong individual to say, I want to stand up for what's right. I want to be the difference. I want to show people love. I want to show people that I care. Just like I said it a minute ago, even if you participated in certain behaviors, certain mindsets, certain actions, when you awaken to the truth, when you realize realize that your spiritual uh, being is in debt of being thrown in hell and hell is eternal, right? Heaven is real and hell, heaven is real. I know a lot of preachers don't like to speak on hell, but it is real. And we have to come to that knowledge that we want to do what the right thing we want to bring back love. God is love. That's why he sent Jesus here, right? To die for our sins. So reconcile us back to God so we can be made right with God. And every day you wake up is a new day to start over again, to try again. It's not going to be easy changing your ways from one mindset to another mindset, especially if you have been in this mindset for years, but you want to reconsider your ways. You want to realize that people are human. People make mistakes. People going to try you. It don't matter who you are, right? You can be the best person ever, never done nothing, but it's going to be somebody that always, what, don't like you. It's going to be somebody that always try you. And you just have to forgive those people if they really don't know who you are or they haven't seen what God has done in your life or how he's been working on you. You have to forgive them, release it. Sorry, release them and move forward. And some relationships are repairable, right? It wasn't that bad. It's just the communication was off. Some things happened or the things were said. And you guys can repay, re repair those relationships. You have to give people the grace to change. I know things were hurtful. I sustained many wounds. We all sustain different wounds. But sometimes you do have to give people the grace to change. If people are showing you with their actions, not only with their words, that they are apologetic and they're willing to work on their ways and work on a relationship so it can be kept, then those are the type of people you want to work with, right? Because we are not all perfect. We all make mistakes. We all get it wrong. We all have said something or done something towards somebody that has offended them. But once we come into the knowledge that it wasn't right, or once we learn each other love language and we have great conversations, then the healing 
of relationships can begin, but without that, everything falls apart. You know, the Bible also states that a woman with her, a, a wise woman builds her house upright. A wise woman or a man builds her house up, but a foolish woman or man, what tears them down with their own hands. Sometimes we see the destructions of families, of communities, of friendships, because Everybody is tearing each other down. Nobody is being understanding to say, hey, we all fall sometimes or we see somebody acting out of character or we see somebody wounded or hurt and we don't go and try to help that person or we don't go and try to check on that person and make it all about ourselves. We are tearing people down. But when we see people acting out of character, not not morally correct or that's when we're supposed to show concern because it's getting worse and worse and we're supposed to either pray for them if we can't talk to them if it's nothing we can say to them the least thing we can do is pray for them so again i hope you guys have enjoyed this show on pains of the past and how unforgiveness holds us back next week i will be talking about the pains of the presence i will give be given testimony of some of the present pains that i have faith in just different communities with other family members and with friend circles. I want you guys to know that you are not alone. And sometimes God will send you to what a therapist, a life coach, a community group, so you can get that extra support. It's not all about just knowing a Bible verse, right? It's about showing the love, showing concern that I'm here for you. So never be afraid to speak out your pain. Never be afraid to look for a trusted mentor that you can talk to and try to heal from and try to learn from so you can move forward so you can prosper not only emotionally spiritually and physically but you can be made right with God we all make mistakes we all don't come in this world getting it right but once we come to the knowledge of who God is who we are supposed to be and what we are supposed to be doing with one another we all can heal our land together so again if you need a life coach if you want to join my group coaching Book me on keepmedifferent.com and I also sell clothes and furniture. I will be back next week with another show of emotional healing. God bless. Are you looking for a speaker for your next event? Evangelist Walesa Norris is who your soul needs to be inspired. Book an appointment at fastfeathers.weebly.com. And when you feel good, you look good. That's why Walissa has outfits for every occasion, wigs for any situation, and furniture that gives your home a new new elevation. Whether you almost lost your mind from toxicity or emotional abuse, or just looking for guidance to help you take that next step, Walissa has created the perfect course to help you get a better understanding and to heal from emotional abuse. It's all available for purchase at keepmedifferent.com. Why would you want to shop at any other brand but one that has it all for growth, faith, style, and home decor? Lord, keep me different.